You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? Johnny Heller, host of the Phillies Nation podcast, coming at you with another episode. Um, The draft wrapped up on Thursday, so uh, we're just going to go through the picks the Phillies made. We already went into Mick Abel on after the first night and now we're going to go through the other picks as always i'm joined by my co-host ty daubert ty what's going on not much you know uh, just kind of just kind of looking back on the draft now i guess uh i i spent a lot of time watching video doing some research on that and just like that it's over it was kind of a blur only only two days day three is the best day you just sit there all day and they make picks like one right after the other uh and by by a certain round you you don't know who anybody is so uh that that's the most fun part you gotta you gotta just um you know go through the rapid fire picks and in the later rounds like you're tweeting out one Phillies pick and then seems like no time later you're tweeting out another uh so so I did miss that but I did enjoy this year's draft as well and I thought the Phillies uh made some pretty good picks in, in the four picks that they had. So, like you said, we'll we'll talk about all of those. But, uh, yeah, what do you think of the draft? It was weird only being five rounds. I hope they go back up more next year. Yeah, it was definitely definitely different. Like you said, it's it's fun that, that third day just to, you know, see the haul that, that they get of players you've never heard of from maybe a couple colleges you've never heard of um, sometimes. But, uh you know, before we get into the day two picks, um, you know, because we recorded uh, the night that they picked Mick Abel. So, you know, had a couple day, more days to think about it. Um, I know we both liked the pick at first. Do you have anything else to add on to your thoughts on that pick? Not really. I just want to reiterate that I think uh, it was a good pick. I thought, uh, you know, it, all high school pitchers are – inherently risky um but i still think that at the position they were at i I think in a normal draft he might have gone higher and uh you know with teams only having a few picks they they kind of didn't want to take the risk but i think he's pretty polished i think that good fastball uh decent feel for a change up from what we've seen and then his slider looks like it's pretty pretty nasty so i think it was a good pick um you know, like I said, high school pitchers are risky. And I still think with this pick, even if he doesn't uh, pan out, I, I think it was still the the right pick with the position they were in. Uh, it was the right risk to make. Now, I think he will pan out, um, but that's a lot easier to say right after draft day than it is in a couple of years. So um, either way, I think this was the right pick here. Um, I think there were a few different right picks, but I think this was one of them. That was a good pick. Yeah, I agree. You know, they could have gone a safer route, but um, what they did made sense. Like you said, the risk is there, but um, the ceiling is also there. Um, And you look at, I mean, they only had four picks, obviously, but he ended up being the only high school player that they took. So they took a a few college guys with their other picks. Um, So why don't we get into that uh, with their, obviously they did not have a second round pick. Um, so they had to wait all the way till pick 87, uh, till they could get another player. They picked Casey Martin, a shortstop 
from the University of Arkansas. Um, I think MLB had him ranked like MLB.com had him ranked 30, um, which you mentioned in, in an article you put out today. But, um, you know, he fell all the way to 87. I think people were surprised. Um, he had a tough, a tough go at it this year, I think. You know, I don't – just a couple weeks of, of the season before things were shut down. Um, but still, like, a, a pretty intriguing prospect. What do you have to say about that pick? Yeah, so like you said, he was ranked 30th by MLB.com, uh, and he fell to 87 because it seems like people are worried about uh, his ability to, you know, hit for average and, and things like that. Uh, he batted – what do I have here? Batted 345 as a freshman, 2018, 286 last season, and 271 uh, for the couple weeks they played this season. So, you know, the average dropping isn't ideal, but um, at the same time, in 148 games, he hit 30 home runs throughout his college career. And um, also with the hit, the hit tool thing, um, Brian Barber in his media availability uh, yesterday, he, he talked that, um, or he said that Martin had a problem with his hamate bone uh, and he got that surgically repaired. And uh, he said that, that Martin, he kind of said that that caused him some problems this season, uh, which makes sense. You know, that could, a uh, problem with your hand with as a hitter, that, that could be um, a pretty big issue. So uh, maybe that average will creep up again. But either way, I like this pick because, um, it, you know, a middle of a guy who can legitimately play up the middle um, and, and be able to hit for power and has the speed that he does. Uh, that's an intriguing kind of player. I think the easy comp that a lot of people have talked about so far is uh, Scott Kingery, who can legitimately play uh, shortstop, second base and center field, as well as some other spots, just like it seems like Martin may be able to. Um and like you said, Brian Barber, he said that the Phillies didn't think that he would drop to them. Uh, but but his quote, his quote at the end, or um, at the end of the section I wrote about him in my article, uh, Barber said, anytime we're going to be able to add a middle of the field player who's played at a high level in the SEC with, with the tremendous speed and power combination like Casey has, we're going to be in. And I, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, because he is really toolsy, the the power and the speed are what especially jumps out. And that freshman season uh, for Arkansas was pretty legit. Um, and even since then, even without hitting for a ton of average, he does have power. And Philly seemed to like some positional versatility, so I I like the pick there. It's another one where even if he doesn't pan out, um, because of how talented he is and how highly ranked he was by other places. Even if he doesn't pan out, it seemed like that was a good spot to, to take him at um, another one where, you know, it was a worthy risk. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think the, the positional versatility is, is one of the, um, the, the biggest upsides or, or advantages of taking a guy like that. Um, he has the arm to play third, by short, second. Um, I think the the biggest question mark is going to be that hit tool. Uh, if he can, um, you know, develop or if he struggles, even, even if he, if he, even if he can't 
hit super well if he plays above average defense and um, still has a little power and stuff. Maybe he's a utility guy. Um, so there's there's def- definitely, like you said, um, third round, good place to take a guy like that. Um, yeah, but... even, if, even if he doesn't, you know, like you said, even if he doesn't hit for a ton of average, like even if the hit tool isn't insane or anything, um, if he can keep the pop, like that'll – That'll pretty much play uh, as long as he he does hit some homers. Now the average can't be, you know, he can't be hitting 190 or anything and uh, or anything like that. But as long as he just as long as the hit tool doesn't drop too much in the pros, if he can keep it at a respectable level, uh, hit some home runs and play some good defense and and be able to run the bases, like that's a sounds like a pretty good player. Yep, I agree. Um, moving on to their fourth round pick at 116, the Phillies took Carson Ragsdale, a right-handed pitcher out of the University of South Florida. Um, so Ragsdale spent the first couple of years at USF coming out of the bullpen um, and then had Tommy John surgery that sidelined him for all of last year. Uh, but he came back this year as a starter, and he was really good. Um, only got four starts in. But he was really good, and I think, uh, you know, he has some pretty good stuff, and he's very tall. I think his fastball right now is 91 to 95, but they think he can kind of, because he's, he's um, so lanky that he can probably add some velocity there. Um, he has a big curveball. So I think they see him as somewhat of a, of a, not necessarily a project, but someone who, you know, could definitely develop um, – and even if not as a starter, he could, he could his stuff could play up out of out of a bullpen at some point. So, um, yeah, what do you think of of Carson Ragsdale? Yeah, so he came into college as a two way guy, and he pitched out of the bullpen to start. And then once he got Tommy John, uh, you know, he was a pitcher only this year. Uh, Barber said that the Phillies saw all four all four of his starts uh, and one of his preseason starts this year. Um, so they felt like they had a you know, they saw him just as much as anybody did this year. Um, and Barbara mentioned, so, you know, while he doesn't have a huge track record, uh, maybe if he ke- if he kept playing throughout this season, he thinks that, you know, there was a decent shot of um, maybe some other teams would be in on him around, uh, you know, where he got taken, um, if that if that makes sense. So, uh you know, not everybody got to see him, but he still thought that um, he might have – they were comfortable taking him there because uh, he had that talent. Just not a lot of people got to see him this year. Uh, and maybe some other teams thought the same thing that also got to see him this year. Maybe they would be in on him. But like you said, um, Barbara said the fastball is up to 96. That's what they saw him at. Um, and big curveball, he – um. He's six foot eight, so like you said, big guy. The effective velocity uh, is probably high because he has a good reach, and um, you know he he is a bit of he's a bit of a project, like you said, uh, just because he doesn't have a huge track record of being um, like a, a really good starter or anything. But those four starts were good. He um, struck out there. They were playing Florida, who was like the number one team in the in the country. I think it was his last start before the season got shut down for USF and he 
went four innings, struck out 10 and, and shut down Florida. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a good start there. And it looked like he was going to, he, it was the start of a, of a really good season for him. So maybe, maybe he goes even higher if he, if he keeps that up, you know, the Phillies said they were comfortable taking him there because he thinks, because they thought, uh, you know, other teams would have taken him there if he kept playing. Uh, but if he kept playing, maybe he would have been an even higher pick. So I, I think I think they could make him into something if things go well. Um, kind of a projectable body, things like that. Uh, big guy, like you said. So I think that it could end up being a pretty good pick. Yeah, and I think that like you're not going to get anyone in the fourth round that is close to a sure thing. But um, you know, he like you said, a project and. Um, you know, I think last in last year's draft, we saw the Phillies uh, investing in a lot of arms, um, a lot of reliever type arms with with high velocity that that were projects. Um, and you know, like you said, he, he's ninety six, so not you know not someone who's going to hit triple digits, but another guy who, um, you know, might might fit that mold of a, of a reliever can come up in a couple of years uh so moving on to their last pick uh it's pick number 146 in the fifth round uh they got baron radcliffe an outfielder from georgia tech um he's quick uh and then you know his bat a lot of power and a lot of strikeouts so you know there, there are questions i think of of if he can you know get any kind of play discipline and and be able to fit fi- to figure it out and, and get to the majors at some point, but power's there and, you know, he can stick as an outfielder. So what are your thoughts on, on Radcliffe? Yeah, I like the power a lot. Um, you know, as long as he can keep hitting, it's kind of like similar to what I said about Martin. If he can keep hitting, uh, you can live with the strikeouts a little bit, but he's going to have to keep hitting home runs a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's a, at least a moderately good chance he can do that because, uh, you know, watching some video of him, like that, that power looks to be pretty legit. He can, he can hit the ball a long way. Um, and yeah, like you said, he looks to be uh, pretty fast. So it might, he might be able to stick uh, in the outfield, probably um, in the, in one of the corners. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think that, I think his bat, you know, we'll have to see, but um, they can tune things up with him to try to lessen the strikeouts just a bit. Like, I, I think that power could play. Yeah. And, and he, I mean, he got off to a pretty good start this year, uh, slugging 552 in the first 16 games before stuff shut, shut down. And I think um, his sophomore season was better than his, his, his freshman season. So he's definitely been um, hitting pretty well, you know, despite the strikeouts. So, it's definitely a matter of, of him, if the Phillies can develop him, you know, to, to, you know, be able to maybe avoid some of the strikeouts or at least, like you said, have enough power, uh, you know, in game to be able to offset the strikeouts. Cause like you said, you'll take them with, with the home runs. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it. So what's your overall take on the draft? Uh, the Phillies draft, like the yeah. Made? yeah, I think, I like I like it overall. Um, you know, Abel looks like he if things go right, he he um could be at least a number two type of pitcher. Uh, and I I think that all the guys they got have 
at least um, some potential. You know what I mean? That obviously in the fifth round or earlier, you're hoping that you can get somebody who can eventually make the major leagues. But um, all of these players have have tools that I like, and and maybe they're not perfect players or anything, especially their uh, last three picks. There's, you know, a little bit that you could uh, criticize about all of their, all of their games. Um, But it it does seem like they got some guys uh, with tools and things that they are legitimately really good at. Uh, And so if you're the Phillies, you hope that you can get the best out of their uh, best tool and kind of just tweak the the things they're not so good at. So overall, I do I do like this draft for the for the Phillies a lot. Um, anytime you can get uh, you know, two of the top thirty prospects in the draft, and you don't even don't have, have a second a, round, you pick. don't have a you don't have a second round pick. I mean, yeah. that seems like a pretty good draft, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we talk a lot a lot about. Um, the Phillies failures in the past 20 years, 15 years or so on, on drafting and developing. And it's always this back and forth. Is it, is it, do they not draft well or do they not develop guys well? Um, And it's probably a mix of both, but I agree with you. I think all of these guys have um, the potential uh, to be, you know, good major league players uh, if they're developed well. And I think it'll be a good test of the Phillies minor league system um and and their ability to draft players obviously things in the minor leagues have been kind of revamped over the the past couple of years they've been hiring hiring a lot of guys from driveline um really you know revamping everything from you know more maybe more traditional to uh more you know new modern um techniques and everything so it, it'll be a good test to see um how these changes kind of ha- if they w- are going to work to the Phillies favor yeah, and, and speaking on that, uh, you know, hiring the people from Driveline and, and bringing in the new technology and, and things like that, um, coming up pretty soon is they'll, they'll be able to start signing undrafted free agents this year. Uh, they can all only sign for $20,000, so you won't be outbidding people. It's just going to be how well can you sell yourself as an organization, and I think uh, introducing these players to uh, – what the Phillies can offer with the the people from driveline baseball and things that are similar. I think that's going to be, if they want to get the best free agents, that's going to be a a big kind of, you know, talking point in their pitch. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, one of the things though about the undrafted free agents is especially since um, college athletes got an, uh, spring athletes got an extra year of um, eligibility, like, so even if, if someone was a senior this year, they can still go back next year. So it's going to be really hard to re- get anyone with the $20,000 to that, you know, is a, a really, you know, top prospect or anything like that. But it'll definitely be intriguing to see who, do, who they do come out of the next couple of days with um, once they're able to start signing these guys. Definitely. Yeah. So do you have any other thoughts before we wrap things up? Uh, any other thoughts? Any other thoughts? Um, Maybe on baseball, like on baseball, man. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, feels, I have no thoughts on. Baseball. Feels like the same stuff for a month. Yeah. yeah. Any more draft thoughts though? 
Um, the top of the first round absolutely shocked me. I think we talked about that last yeah. episode, but the way that ended up really shocked me. I liked Meyer to the Marlins. I like the Marlins rotation in the near future. Uh, and Luke Little got drafted, which is pretty wild. A Juco pitcher, you release a video of you throwing 105, and next thing you know, you're getting drafted uh, in the first right. five rounds. So, yeah, cool story there. That was another thing I took away. Yeah, cool. Um, all right. Well, this has been our second, or I guess really third draft episode because we did a pre draft episode. Um, you know, looking forward to probably over the next couple weeks, maybe having some guests on, um, really until, until baseball comes back, which, uh, every day it looks more and more up in the air as to whether it truly will. But, uh, thanks to everyone for listening and we'll talk to you next week. You can listen to the Phillies nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.